if we can get rid of this decision fatigue and just have a set routine and have habits do them for us, we can habit stack and go bang, 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 bang. All right, I've done all the things that are keeping me busy. Now I've got a huge chunk of time, which I can do to move the needle forward, which I can do for those income producing activities that's going to allow me to actually get ahead. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Jake, and you are listening to The Success Shift, a show where perfection does not exist, but learning and growth take center stage. Have you ever felt stuck, like you're doing all the work but not getting the results? Maybe you feel like there's something missing. Perhaps there is some sort of internal shift that's needed to really get you to that next stage of success. Well, buckle up and join me as we jump into the minds of those who have been successful in their field and dive a little deeper into what is actually needed to get you to that next level. Is success just a state of mind? Does believing you're successful act as a catalyst to greater success? Is it something we can work on, or are some people just luckier than others? No matter what you're into or where your passion lies, if you're wanting change or a shift in perspective, then you are definitely going to want to tune in. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Success Shift. My name is Jake, and we're back on a Thursday, lovely Thursday. We had lovely Christine share with us last episode, which was very, very, very insightful, and I hope that some of you have managed to go in and do the same exercise um, that I suggested a few weeks ago that she did. As you can see, you can learn a lot um, from going through those things. So I'm very, very grateful for her and the willingness to open up and share with the rest of us and also for the community here that is here to help and grow. I'm extremely grateful. I've seen the chat already, which is awesome. I'm grateful for a decent sleep. And my little man yesterday slept actually for the majority of the day. So I'm feeling a little bit under the weather, but he decided that he'd sleep as well. So that was very, very um, harmonious, I guess. He decided that today was the day that he wanted to have a, have a bit of a sleep in. So I'm very, very grateful for that. Um, Yeah. I'm also just grateful for a lot of the people that have been showing up in my life and, um, you know, you've got friends that come and go and some people who you don't speak to for ages, but then they pop back in as if they've never left. And so I've had some reconnections with some older friends, which is always nice. And just life. Sometimes when you stop trying to make things happen so much, things just happen. And it's been really, really interesting last few weeks. And I've kind of had that happen to me a lot. Sometimes you get like I've got to do this and I need to do this and if I do this then this will happen and we try so hard to do the right thing or try so hard to follow the correct path as society deems or as others deem or as as you feel is right and then sometimes when you just let go of all that and you just be and just accept and just go with the flow and just allow things become so much easier and the things that you want just happen it's it's this weird paradoxical situation where the harder I try for the things, the less they come. And the less I try for them, the more they come. Um, and I found that out. And this is something that I battled, not battled with, but been in situations in many times in my life where I feel like I'm doing the right thing. I'm going along the journey as if I should, but there's a bit of part of me that was like, oh, this isn't really what I want to do, but I know it's the right thing to do. So I'm going to keep doing it. And I'm not saying go off the valley and go sinning, but you know, <clears throat> follow your heart and your passion and your desire rather than doing what other people think is right for you is kind of where my point is here and um you know the last you know having a son and going through parent parenting and stuff like that there's lots of these oh you should be doing this or you should be doing that or you should be doing this and 
whilst it's good to educate yourself and understand, there's always times where it's like, you know what, I'm just going to go with my instincts. I'm just going to go with what I feel is right. And I've got enough of an education to know that what I'm doing is along the right lines. It might not be perfect, but it's good enough for me and it makes it so much easier and just allow yourself to just be, I guess. So I'm grateful for this message to re-enter my life and I'm grateful to share it with others because I think lots of people, it's nice to be reminded sometimes just to just to be and not try so hard, uh, if that makes sense, and just allow the things that are meant to come to come and allow the things that are meant to happen to happen and just be present and be accepting of whatever is in that moment. You know, sometimes we get so caught up in like, oh, I got to do this so that way in this time and in the future and blah, 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 let's live right in the past because last time and my memories and all in the, the previous times that I've done this, this is what's happened. So therefore, and we're living in these alternative timeframes where we're either too far in the future and not present in the moment or we're living in our memories and we're not really present in the moment either trying to force a reenactment of previous times which you know no two times are going to be the same they may be similar but if we uh, just allow it to be and just be present with the moment then something new and magical may happen or the comfortability that you are looking for may just present itself as well so that's kind of my morning share of gratitude and some of the things that have been jumping into my mind as of late. Now I'd like to get you to chuck your gratitude in the chat. I see some of it coming in already, so we'll go through that in a minute. But as per usual, chuck your gratitude into the chat today. Some people keep joining us. Welcome. Now it's early for a lot of you over in the Pacific, well, Pacific Standard Time. So I'm grateful for a day at home today without having to rush up anywhere. And it's always nice. Yeah, I started this um, new job, as I said, which is out handing out flyers, but now I've refound a, a position where I work from home again, and um, it's it's very comfortable, shall we say. So it is nice to have those days where you can just relax. More people joining us, I love it. All right, so um, as I said on Tuesday, we had lovely Christine share with us so much of her vulnerability and some of her lessons, and I hope that and honestly, sometimes vocalizing these kind of things as well really helps to break it down to another level and really helps you to understand things even further than you thought you may have. And I know that for me, when I'm stuck or I've got a bit of blockage or I'm having trouble making decisions, um, I'll go to my wife and I'll be like, hey, can you just kind of be a soundboard for me? And I'll sort of speak it out loud and she'll have her inputs. And I, you know, I always love it when she has that. But more often than not, just verbalizing it and going through the process out loud rather than in my head, I'm like, oh, okay, that's actually what I really wanted. Or actually, you know what? Now that I've said it out loud, this is kind of what I think will be better. And so thank you again, Christine, for sharing with us and sharing that vulnerability. I'm so very grateful for the wins. That winning feeling is so gratifying. I'm also grateful for healthy kids and relationships. Love it. So yeah, on to today, um, I want to talk about something called decision fatigue. Okay. Um, and now I was, talk I was deciding so, so many things I wanted to talk about at the moment because I had this week off and I've been continuing my research and there's a few different areas that I wanted to talk about and I kind of got, ironically, I got stuck. Um, I got stuck in what to talk about and I was like, oh, should I talk about this? Should I talk about this? And then I actually got a bit overwhelmed and I was like, okay, why, why am I getting so overwhelmed at the, just deciding what to talk about? And then I thought, well, that's quite fitting. If, if I'm getting this overwhelming feeling of, oh, what am I going to talk about? Like, I've got all these good points. I want to share this and I want to share that. Maybe I should talk about decision fatigue because this is kind of exactly what, what the point of it is. And that I don't know if you've heard of 
um, I think it's a book called The Paradox of Choice. Now, don't quote me on that. I really just heard a paraphrasing of it. Um, but it talks a lot about how sometimes when we've got so many decisions, we can freeze and we're like, oh, I don't know what which one to select and I don't know if this one's going to be better or this one's going to be better. And then often when we have those you know, many, many things to choose from, we feel more disappointed with this, this um, decisions we've we've made. So think about it when you go to a restaurant, for example. I know this is a good good way to visualize it or to think of it, but you sit down and you've got like pages and pages and pages of meals. Like chuck someone's in the chat if you've been to a restaurant where there's just like a bloody brochure of fifty thousand things to eat. I know I have. Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, one one, right. And so you're flicking through and the waiter comes over and it's like, okay, can, can I take your order? And you're like, I've only gotten through the first three pages. Like what, give me, a, give me like another hour before I can finish off this, you know, this booklet of, of meals here. And then you're flicking through and you're like, oh, I could have this, or I could have this, or I could have this. And you might feel getting more rushed by the waiter because you, you know, you should be ordering and you just still can't decide. And you're flicking through and then you finally order whatever you order. And then it arrives and some other people's meals arrive. And you're like, oh man, maybe I would have actually preferred this. Did I really make the right decision? And then you're eating it. And at the end of the night, you're like, oh yeah, that meal was okay. But I really wish I could have tried this. So maybe I wish I had chosen this. Now take into consideration when you go to one of those fancier restaurants and they've got like three things to choose from. And you're like, oh, there's not much to choose from here. Most of the time, you very quickly look through, go, okay, I want that. And then you see one of the other things and you're like, ah, oh, mine's better than that. I only had three to choose from. I did really good. This was a great meal. I really, really enjoyed it. Because you feel like you got the best. There was only three to choose from. You feel like you got the best. Or it wasn't so hard. It wasn't so overwhelming. And most of the time, that decision is out of the door. You're onto a great meal. You're talking about everything. You haven't spent the first hour trying to select a meal, right? Chuck some ones in, in the chat if you can relate to this. Yeah, some ones coming through now. So the point here is that sometimes we get so inundated with choice that we're like, um... I can't do this. I'm overwhelmed. This is too much. Ah, someone, I want to run away and hide. And we actually do this to ourselves a lot in our lives. And this is where decision fatigue comes in. And there's this concept that every morning, just like with seconds in a day, we have a certain amount of energy. And I've spoke about mental energy before. It's like physical energy, but in the mind, right? Now, if you if you know you've got a certain day ahead of you of physical activity and you're going to run, I don't know, some kind of race, 99.9% of the time, that first kilometer that you run is going to be much more energetic, much more on point with much more enthusiasm than the 15th or 20th K that you're running in that day. If you say you want to run a marathon, for example, or a half marathon. And that's because you've got physical fatigue. You start off strong. Everything's good. It's routine. Maybe you're used to these things. And then as you extend and you push further and you do more, you start to get tired. Your body gets tired. Well, the, the mind does the exact same thing, okay? So we have this concept of in a certain amount of day, we have the ability to make a certain amount of decisions. Now, obviously, if you're making a really big decision, that's going to take up a lot more of your energy. It's going to fatigue you. I'm sure, Chuck, someone's in the chat, if you've had something major on your mind, like maybe if you bought a house, you'd be like, am I going to buy this one? Am I going to buy this one? And it sits on your mind for weeks, months. Who knows how long, right? Any big life decisions. Maybe you've been proposed to and you're still deciding like, oh, do I really want to marry this? Like, this is a massive thing. Like, do I want to marry this person? And you're thinking about it. I mean, hopefully not. Hopefully when they propose, you just say yes and it's happily ever after. But, you know, these huge life decisions 
do I want to have a child? For example, if you went down that path of choosing and going through the process, this is a huge life decision. It doesn't just come and go in a second. It, it weighs on your mind. It takes up this fatigue in your mind. And again, put some ones in the chat. If you've been had something like this on your mind and you get tired, you, your brain gets exhausted. You know, you're thinking about something all day. Like, do I want this? Do I not? When you think about it for long periods of time, you actually feel, well, I know for me, I actually feel very exhausted. It's mentally draining. See in the chat, there we go. And it is, it, it just exhausts you. And, you know, when I was doing my thesis at uni, I would come home and I wouldn't have done anything physical. And I was a very physical person um, when I was younger. And so this concept of mental fatigue for me was really strange, but I, I really found it in engineering when I was studying and I'd come home and I'm so tired. I'm like, how am I so tired? I haven't really done anything today. But what I've done is I've used my brain and we know that the brain takes up so much so much percentage of our oxygen and our blood and especially our glucose and a lot of these things that we need in our body to to function everything. And the brain takes up a huge portion of it. I, I can't give you numbers, um, but I know for a fact that um, do some research on it and it's like 20% of our oxygen or something goes to our brain and you know, like 40% of our blood flow. I don't know the numbers, so please don't quote me on that, but it's it's large anyway. So my point here is that we do have this concept of decision fatigue. We do have this mentally draining fatigue system based on decisions. And I've spoken about this before, what makes a good trader? And one of the, the characteristics I talk about is decision-making, the ability to make a decision. And not only that, but the ability to make a decision and stick to it. Okay. Um, in those instances, I just want to bury my head under my pillow. Yeah, right. In these examples when well, I was giving, you sometimes you do. You just want to stick your head in the sand. What is it? The ostrich approach where you just like bury away. I can't see anything, can't hear anything, doesn't exist. Right. But fortunately, we can't do that a lot of the time. And we end up putting ourselves in these situations where we have to make decisions over and over again. Now, how does this knowledge help us? Okay. If we know that we have a finite amount of decision-making power and that over time we will use up our mental energy, which in turn makes us tired, which as we know, when we're tired, our decision process becomes worse. We make less informed decisions. We make sloppier decisions. And sometimes um, the, the thought process behind it is nowhere near as good. And so, over time during the day, I'm sure many of you can relate to this when you come home from a day at work and someone comes in and they're asking you all these questions. You're like, you know what? I'm exhausted. I just don't care. Whatever. So we need to take this information and utilize our environment so that we can savor our mental energy. And this is really, really important in trading. Okay. So if we have this decision fatigue, why don't we reduce the amount of decisions we need to make in a day so that we can save our mental energy and our decision-making for the more important things? Now, you'll hear lots of CEOs and billionaires like, I think, Jeff Bezos, um, Mark Zuckerberg, a couple of others that I can't think of right now, but they all have like the same outfit that they wear almost every day. They wear the same jeans, same shirt. They don't spend up a large amount of their energy deciding what they're going to wear. And now check some ones in the chat. If you spent more than a couple of minutes deciding what you wanted to wear this morning. I mean, for most of you, it's actually probably, you're probably still in your PJs. But my point is when you get up, lots of people go, okay, should I wear this? Which shirts? Have I got this clean shirt? Maybe it like, does this go with this? And they spend a bit of energy trying to decide just what to wear. And so right off the bat, before we've even left the house, we have spent up 
a portion of our mental energy deciding what we want to wear. Sometimes I change multiple times. Yeah. Right. Actually, no, that's rare. Okay. Well, that's, uh, that's good. I've decided for myself, like if you've ever seen me out, I literally wear anything. I've got the most fluorescent colored clothes and just ridiculous outfits. And I just grab the first two things and I will admit that I do consciously go, okay, these two are going to go together, but I don't really give a shit if they do or not. And I chuck them on and walk out the door because I've intentionally tried to reduce the amount of energy that I put into a, what people think of me, but B how I look. So <laughs> nope, usually lay it out the night before. Okay. That's really good. See a couple of you have already got the, the processes in place to reduce that energy consumption, right? And this is the point that I'm trying to make is if you are in that place where you're spending five minutes each time trying to decide what to um, wear or what am I going to have for breakfast this morning or rather than being meal prepped, you go, okay, what am I going to cook for dinner tonight? I love cooking and I always pretty much, what are we going to have for dinner tonight? And it's about a five, 10 minute conversation and then about another 10 minute deciding between the things we've got and then I actually cook. And now I consciously am aware of this. However, I think I could definitely benefit by being a bit more organized and prepping these things. So the way to utilize this is reduce the amount of decisions we have to make. Go through like a decision detox. Um, and we can actually set up our environment so that the decisions are made for us. You know, have meals prepped out. Have your clothes placed out in front of you. Or if you've got the ability, have the same outfit for a week. Who cares? Whatever it is. Trying to reduce these things. Do I want to read my book in the morning? Do I want to go on social media? All of these things, those small decisions, they're going to take away your energy. They're going to take away your fatigue. Now, when we come down to trading, it is one of the most critical parts of trading is to make sure that we're making the right decision. We are watching a trade happen. If we are left in ambiguous stages, we're going to let the environment win. And now this is one of the things with decision to fatigue. If we do not have the self-confidence, the willpower, and the ability to quickly and decisively make a decision, more often than not, the environment wins. Okay, so when we have decision fatigue, the situation, we usually come to the, succumb to the situation around us. And so say there's a bunch of friends and they don't really know what to what want to do. And you're like, oh, I don't really want to be drinking this weekend, but you haven't made a decision. You're in this environment and they're like, come on, we're going to go to this pub and we're going to have a few drinks. And you're like, oh, 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 you don't make a decision. Eventually you end up sitting in that pub, having a beer and going like, yeah, this is fun, but I kind of didn't want to do this, but I didn't make a decision. And the process repeats. So we need to set up this environment so that a, we don't have to make decisions. And B, when we do, we succumb to an environment that allows us to win. Okay. On the charts, we have to have a trading plan. If we go onto the charts and we're not, not 100% sure that this is the trade I'm looking for and this is how I want it to present itself, and I'm only going to take this trade when it presents itself, and I'm not going to take this trade unless it does for hard decisions that are not fluctuating. Okay. Does this trade present itself in the way that my trading plan permits? Yes. Problem solved. There's no fatigue. There's no ambiguity. There's no decision-making. Okay. Does this make, no, it doesn't. It doesn't meet the criteria. Okay. No, I'm not just going to, oh, but there's also this possibility and maybe, but I think that possibly, hmm, yeah, you know what, let's try because there's a few things that makes me think that it might work. What happens? We end up getting frustrated. We get disappointed in our choice. Perhaps we get not as, um, uh, not as assertive and it leads to these bad habits. So we can set up good habits so that decision process is done for us. It's just habitual. 
We can set up our environment so that if we do have to make decisions, the environment's going to win and we want the environment to lead us into the winning direction. And we can get into a state where we are so decisive and proud of our decisions that we have the strength and ability to make the decision, stick with it, and only decisions that are important and not the ones that are just going to utilize our energy. So if we have to make real decisions that are decisive on the charts, let's not waste our decision energy um, on what we're going to have for breakfast. What are we going to wear today? Should I read my book or watch social media today? Am I going to watch Netflix? What am I going to watch on Netflix? Like, hello, how many times do people jump on Netflix and spend the first hour and a half deciding what they want to watch and not actually watching anything? And when they do, they're like, eh, this will do. If you've got your your day routine and laid out without the need for making decisions, then you're going to be so much more effective and so much more efficient. And if you do have a certain few things you need to do, start with a list. Spend the first five minutes. Okay, this is what I'm going to do today. Once we have that decision made and that clarity, we can spend all of our energy and focus on actually doing the things that are going to move us forward. Doing the exact routine that we know is going to be beneficial for us and not making it up on the fly. And now I've lived my life like this for a long time where I'm like, okay, I want to exercise at some point. I want to read at some point. You know, I've got to have a shower and make myself breakfast. And I've got a list of things that are going to be beneficial for me. But then I end up doing all those things, but only kind of those things. And this is where you talk about being busy compared to productive. Now, if you're busy, you're constantly doing stuff that you feel is moving you forward, but you're not actually doing the things that are very aggressively in your advantage. If we can get rid of this decision fatigue and just have a set routine and have habits do them for us, we can habit stack and go bang, 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 bang. All right, I've done all the things that are keeping me busy. Now I've got a huge chunk of time, which I can do to move the needle forward, which I can do for those income producing activities that's going to allow me to actually get ahead. So I can now that I've done all that, use some time to do my mindset for trading. I can reread my trading plan. I can look through my trading plan to make sure it's finite. I can do some back testing to make sure that I, my rules are the perfect rules for me. Okay, now I'm actually on the charts. I know without any uncertainty that this are the trades that I want to take. Now it's not like, oh, should we make it up as we go along? Okay, there's a position here that there's lots of things going for it, but I'm not too sure. Um, um, okay, you win scenario, let's take it and find out what happens because I'm too fearful that I might miss out on the move if it does go, but I'm not also decisive enough to agree that it's a good move for me. So let's just take it and see what happens. Oh no, I lost again. Does that sound familiar to anyone? Check some ones in the chat if you've had this kind of scenario before. Totally. Yeah, I know because I have. And this is why one of the character... Oh yes, more than once. This is why one of the characteristic traits of a successful trader is decision-making. I have made the decision about how I'm going to trade before I even look at the charts. It's printed out in front of me, right behind my computer. These are your trades. Only take trades when this stuff occurs. Why would I do it when it doesn't? If you don't have a trading plan, get one, right? This is, the trading plan is what's going to stop you from having this decision fatigue. It is the thing that guides you through a session when you're tired or when you're a bit moody or any other emotions are coming through as soon as one like okay maybe when you're in your primo state you don't need your trading plan you can actually stick to your guns and you can have that um that grit and that ability and self-power to go these are my rules i'm sticking to them but as soon as you get a bit tired or as soon as you get a bit moody or something else has happened not enough to pull you away from the charts but just enough to take your mind off it then you need the trading plan because it's like oh yeah it's not perfect but uh, yeah, why not? 
No, these are the rules. It's not perfect. Don't fucking take it. Right? If you've got the rules in front of you, then it won't matter if you're getting fatigued. It won't matter if you are feeling a little bit off. The rules are there. You stick to them. And once you can stick to them and you've made the decision before you've even come onto the chart to only trade these trades, then you're going to start seeing progress. And then you're going to start seeing some of the results that we want to see. But until we do that, and we're still umming and ahhing and half-assing our decisions and you know we're living a day through that's just kind of on the fly and like, should I do this? Should I do that? Then of course, it's going to be harder for us to stick to our guns and follow our trading plan. This decision fatigue is something that interests me so much. And I wish I could find some more neuro, neurochemistry behind it, which would explain it on a deeper level, but I'm still trying to do some research on it. But I thought, seeing as I'm deciding what to, I'm having trouble deciding what to talk about, decision fatigue was ironically the one that I feel I should have um, brought to your attention today. So I hope that makes sense. Um, I really recommend going and researching this a little bit more. I'm going to continue researching it. And maybe in a few weeks, if I've um, come up with some more in-depth, more science-y um, understandings behind it, then I might do another episode of it and we can go into a little bit more depth. Because I think once you can actually understand this and like set up, set up your environment, I've said it again, set up your environment so that you're not making these decisions and so that everything's just in place, habitual and in a routine for you then the energy that we've got is really going to be just for the things that are going to get us ahead. And we're not going to get tired and exhausted from all the just stuff that we find ourselves doing on a day-to-day. -day. That's really good. Jake. Can I share a brief example Please. for myself? Yeah. I have no idea why meal prep and meal planning was so important to me and why it just feels so freeing. But in you sharing all this, I'm like, holy crap, I don't have to think about what I'm shopping for. I don't have to think about what is for dinner for the next three days? Like I just make mm -hmm. dinners twice a week and it's, we're good to go for three to four days each time. And so it's like, I've always felt so good about that and it feels so freeing, but I never clued in that it it's because I don't experience that de decision fatigue. It's one and done for the next three days, which is awesome. Yeah. And I really think that um, meal prep is one of the best ways to get ahead of this because think about it. Most of us to say on average, I know everyone has different eating habits, but on average, we eat three times a day, uh, three times a day. And if you don't know exactly what you're going to eat and you're not prepared, like I love cooking. And so that can be a two hour period in dinner where I go into the kitchen. I look at my ingredients. I decide what I want to eat. What do I feel like? I cook, I prep, I eat, and then I clean. And there's like a two hour period, you know, especially if I want to cook something nice. And if we're doing that, you know, maybe 40 minutes at lunch as well, especially after you eat. And then another half an hour, 40 minutes at breakfast. If you're just eating on the flight, that's like, what, what is that? Three, four hours a day, every single day. But if you're meal prepped, you go in and you're out. You you spend maybe three hours on the weekend or, or twice a week, but you go in, you eat, you're gone. You're not even like 15 minutes and it's all done for you. It's no decision. It's, I know what I'm eating. You don't think about it all day. You don't use it as a distraction. You just go in grab you what you're eating, eat it and gone. And so I think meal prep is one of the best ways to get ahead on this. And it's something that I still want to try and implement, but I just, I haven't yet. And so there's growth for me. With meal planning, I find we eat healthier. Oop, don't know what just happened there, but um, my screen's just gone all weird. Let's have a look at the chat. With meal planning, I find we eat healthier and the grocery bill is smaller with less waste also. Yeah, totally. When when you're on the ball, when, when I've been on the ball, exact same thing i'm eating healthier my bills are less and you don't use as much time anyway it's a great that's a very very good example christine thanks for sharing that all right everyone it's definitely time for us to head over to the trading call um make sure you've got your decisions made before you enter you know read your trading plan read your why 
understand all the rules that you've got, why you've got them, and make the decision that you're only going to follow these rules. Decide before you jump on, okay? Um, but yeah, to all our traders, we'll jump on over, grab some points, and to the rest of you listening on the podcast, I love you all, and I shall speak to you soon. Bye for now.